Welcome to my podcast. I'm Dr. John Cook. I'm so glad you joined us today as we continue our series on Systematic Theology 2. We will get into our lesson right after this. I want to say right from the start that nothing that I say is original with me. The Bible says there is nothing new under the sun. My daddy used to tell me that if it's new, it isn't true, and if it's true, it isn't new. So. I just accept the fact that I'm simply going to be repeating what somebody else has found already. We now join in progress part three of our study on Systematic Theology 2, lesson number 28. The book of Hebrews tells us that as a Christian, I have a race that is set before me, a race that I am to run. Now, to run that race requires separation, as it does in any race that we might run in. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. So I am to separate myself from the sin which doth so easily beset me. That's the sin that really appeals to my flesh. And run with patience the race that is set before me. Any runner who wants to win the race must set aside anything that weighs him down and holds him back in the race. Even so, I must get rid of those things that hold me back in my Christian life, separate from them, and then run with patience the race that is set before me. Not only Am I to set aside the weights? But I must also separate my vision from the things of this world, the things that distract and draw me away from the race. I'm to separate my vision by keeping my eyes on the Savior. That's the only way I can finish the race and win. As the Apostle Paul speaks of in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. Listen to what he says. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. We fall in love with the appearing of the Savior. It will be because we keep our eyes on the Savior. I cannot walk in darkness and follow the Savior at the same time. John chapter 8, verse 12 tells me, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. God does not walk in darkness, nor does he want me to walk in darkness. In fact, in God, there is no darkness at all. 
1 John chapter 1 and verse 5 tells me. To be in fellowship with the Savior, I have to walk in the light as he is in the light. According to 1 John chapter 1, verses 6 through 9, listen to what it says. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. Our fellowship, walking in the light of the Savior, reveals that we have a need to confess our sins. And the Savior is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we must separate from the darkness to follow the Savior, to walk in fellowship and find cleansing from sin. Sin which stands in the way of our fellowship with the Savior, with God, with our Lord. To be effective servants of the Lord, as witnesses unto him, as we're commanded in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, we must live separated lives in this world, this world of darkness. We hinder our testimony by not separating from the world and its darkness. It's just like the candlestick that's lit. We must shine forth. We must not hinder the light. Luke chapter 8 and verse 16 says, No man, when he hath lighted a candle, covereth it with a vessel, or putteth it under a bed, but setteth it on a candlestick, that they which enter in may see the light. The purpose of a candle being lit is to give light, not to be hidden. Hey, this is John Cook again. I want to thank you for joining us in this podcast. I encourage you to join us in the next podcast as we continue our series on Systematic Theology 2. Hey, while you're here, why don't you click that subscribe button and follow us, and you'll be notified just as soon as another podcast is released. Appreciate it. God bless.